Washington Morgan. It is Easter Sunday. This is an episode of Oh So Curious. I'm hosting today. Dan's not going to hijack it. We just discussed that. I'm Andrew Frankel. With me, I've got Mags, Roland, and Dan. It's a packed show. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. We all saw a movie of some sort. Uh, you're going to try and convince me to watch something, I think, at another point in the show. And uh, yeah, we got some things to talk about. But how is everybody doing? Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Um, um, I was up late in the night because I couldn't finish quite all the prep work in, um, before midnight because I went to see a certain Wizarding World movie that um, <clears throat> I had a interesting adventure watching, let alone the movie itself. I had a, a quite <laughs> the adventure, you know, just trying to watch the movie, let's say. But aside from that, yeah, things are good. How about you guys? Roland, how's things in your corner of the world? It's good. It's good. Um, somebody's using the bathroom next to me, so I was just laughing at the sounds. Uh, how are you, Andrew? Important updates every day. Someone using the bathroom. This show has everything. Um, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a it's been a busy, hectic couple of weeks. A lot of stuff changing, but uh, I'm enjoying life. Nice. Mags, what's going on? Still in Malta. I've got a new microphone. Yeah, as I, I heard. keep proudly, and I, you, you're just gonna hear it for a while. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, she's a beauty, and I'm really excited for today. Um, yeah. I, I can, I, I really hope you haven't seen the films I, I prepped. So, we'll see. We'll see. Sure. By the way, if you have a name suggestion for Mags's microphone, she's decided oh, yeah. it's a female, and uh, you can comment with your name suggestion and i'm sure she'll honor it if it's really really i'm good. desperate i'm absolutely <laughs> desperate for a name um yeah but i'm so excited i really again as i said i really hope you haven't seen the films i but i'm calling it i'm going to win again so i feel like you're gonna go for my choice or you want because you even though you want to go you will decide to go for someone else just to kind of not let me win yeah so, well yeah. That, that's that could happen you know it's um i don't know because if if you suggest something and i like it then yeah good on you but the odds that i will are against you that's tough yeah. anyway dan <laughs> uh you want to run us through what's going to be on the show today what's happening yeah let's uh let's do the rundown here so let me pull up the rundown okay so today we're going to start things off with the quick hits so that's going to be the very first thing. And then after the quick hits, we're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts 3. That's the movie that I went and saw. Um, I'm the only one who saw it, but we're going to talk about the state of the franchise. Really? Really? That's something new. Really? Really? Brand new um, segment. Yeah. And then what would Andrew say? An old segment that we're bringing back. Um, and last but not least, we're going to preview The Northman, um, as well as I think The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is another um, movie that's coming out this week. But by but The Northman guys that's that one man that that robert eggers like the dude just keeps hitting it out of the park every time seemingly i, I can't wait to talk so about what do we one. know him from uh the lighthouse he did the lighthouse that's the other one that i really know him from do you guys know him Witch. from any other movies the no. bitch what is it which but spelled as bitch bitch mm -hmm. i don't know the, the bitch oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 824 yeah, it's yep. because a W didn't exist back then. Mm. That's the genuine reason why it's spelled like that. Yeah. And uh, A24 
um, did the film we're going to discuss today. No, I'm yeah. still talking about. There's a there's a ton of A24 films we're going to discuss today. There's of course The Northman, um, which stars one of like seven stars Skarsgård family members. Like they're all great actors. It's they're it blows great. my mind how many of them are there are, and then somehow they haven't done like a family dynasty movie. Like they need to redo The Godfather, <laughs> but then have like the Skarsgård family just be there like all the brothers and the father and then i would love to see all of them I, in the I, same movie yeah it took me years to realize that peter skarsgård is also related to them like he's married to um uh maggie gyllenhaal as well mm. like it was a whole thing i i did not realize that there's so many of them i knew of three there's yeah. four now or five <laughs> even they're all acting the and like yeah. well-known actors it's crazy well, there was news like about one of the other Skarsgård <laughs> brothers who just—he was an it. He played the clown. He just got cast uh, in like Bill. a different. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Bill boy out of all the Skarsgård. A Bill boy. Really? Yeah. He's good. He, he got he just got cast in like a different franchise. Like he's gonna lead an I forget which one it is, but. He was in this what movie called you? Villains. Fantastic. Yeah. Really. Yeah, he's really good. What are I know. You I kind of just wanted them to be terrible. Which Skarsgård boy are you? Uh, who's the guy? Wasn't one of them in uh, Big Little Lies as like, the abusive husband? Alex. Alex. Yeah. He was great. Alexander. He was really I'm good. I'm Alexander. My kind of I guy. I loved him. Um, no, he was, he was really cool. <laughs> like, did a really good job in that, in that series. Dan, well, who's your favorite? Oh, mine? I think Stellan yeah. Skarsgård is still, to me, like, you know, one of those he's he's underrated i mean what's the what is alexander skarsgård the one in the northman is that the one he played tarzan yeah. as well yeah yeah i mean him and then stellan like you know which am i am i right in saying that he's like the father of yeah or but they're they're yeah, really yeah. yeah they're really um you know because he's, he's been in the mcu and he's done you know other great pro he's in dune um stellan yeah uh, that is um alexander skarsgård i mean that guy is so underrated i mean i can't believe he's not he was oh you're gonna like this. He was in True yes. Blood. I've known him since True Blood. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. weird but, vampire show. Yeah. Do you guys? Was my there. favorite Stellan Skarsgård movie, not Stellan, Alexander Skarsgård movie. My favorite uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård movie is not Tarzan. It's definitely not going to be The Northman. I mean, it might be, but uh, let's not presume things. But my favorite movie that he is in is Battleship. He is in Battleship. Um, yeah. He you plays Taylor Michael Fish's Bay brother. And um, moving on. <laughs> I, I love him in that movie. I really truly do. It's a fantastic part of that film. Um. Anyway, we're excited to see the Northman, right? Yeah. So we get we're going to see it. Sick. I'm excited. I, I mean, it's that, and then the unbearable weight of massive talent. I want to see that so bad. Uh, I've heard nothing yeah. but good things. Sorry, what? I I don't I don't know. It looks good. It looks I I like I like Nick Cage, but it's um I don't know that the kind of meta. He's already done some meta movies. I'm a yeah. big fan of adaptation. Um, yeah, where he plays Charlie Kaufman. But this uh, did he really? Yeah, that's a oh, wow. good. That's a good movie. Okay. I thought it was only Jim Carrey who did. No, that's a. No, that's Andy. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Andy Kaufman. 
Fair I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Andrew has talked about this movie before, yeah. and I had the same exact thoughts. Oh no! No, it's all good. Although I'm yeah. a big fan, I like both Kaufmans. I like Andy Kaufman. Yeah. And I like Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, we both had exact same. good dudes. Everything everywhere all at once looks like one hell of a fun time, don't you think? Though? Oh, it's Isn't fantastic. It? I yeah. saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts on everywhere, everywhere, all at once. Would you like to share your thoughts? I can share my thoughts. Yeah, sure. Um, we so, can share them later too, but no, go ahead. Later? Oh, I thought we were talking about them now. We can talk okay. about them now. No, because no, right, we're going to be previewing next week's show down later on. But no, you can you can preview that preview of next no, week. No, it's good. It's good. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I will say the the movie tries to be everything all at once it succeeds it succeeds it is um and i but at the same time there were some parts of the movie i was like this is a bad movie and i was like is it trying to be a bad movie in this moment and then i really liked it again i was like oh that's great and there were some there's one running gag in the movie that is kind of disposable um or uh, that's disposable no disposable is a great word for it but like yeah it was my favorite joke in the whole movie yeah um and it was so it 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 hinges on the existence of existing content which is breaking one of my main rules of like a good standalone (laughs) movie but it was it was so silly it was good and it was so heartfelt and it was so action-packed and it was so stupid and it was so smart and it really was it was meta and then it wasn't i mean it was like it was yeah, everything. so self-aware yeah everything and, yes. all at once yeah um and do you want to speaking of action because we're watching another action thing simultaneously like we're watching uh moonlight I claim that everything, everywhere, all at once had better action sequences than Moonlight. Way better. Oh yeah, way but it's better. like, oh, not yeah. to mention great anyway, really well. Yeah, from to everything me, I've seen the best, of the movie. Yeah. To me, it's the best film this year so far. This is my probably the the most favorite film ever ever made. Like, well, you have I, seen... I messaged Andrew the moment I've seen it. Uh, not Andrew, sorry, Roland. I messaged yeah. you, and I was like. Thank you so much. Yeah, I. It's good. I'm still. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's at me. times it feels like a Rick and Morty episode, and I wonder if they consulted. Um, yeah. yeah. Some of the Actually, writers I think there. There's somebody. There is a connection. Let me look it up. There's got to well, be because it was just. The, the guys, whole I don't want to spend mythology. too much time on it now because we'll have like a full review for it later, and you guys can kind of. Okay. All right. Anyway. Sorry, but okay. it's an exciting film. No, I, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. What do you um, want to do in the meantime? What do you? Oh, we we always you know plug our podcast. Let's maybe maybe do that. If you can't watch us on YouTube or Twitch, you can always listen to us on Apple, Spotify, other platforms. Um, listen to the show. We I think we post a new episode like around Wednesdays every week. So. If you're not able to watch us live on the weekend, you can listen to the podcast later on. Basically, it's an audio version of the show. You know, just just pop it on and go to the gym or you're at work. Check it. You know, listen to us talk about movies and and streaming and TV and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. Um, quick hits. 
Mags. The quick hits. The quick hits. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's watch the quick it. hits. Oh. Sorry, I had to. Where? I can't find the clip. Oh, I man. Totally... It's okay. Let me, let me okay. give you the setup Moving again. On. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so... stall for about 15 seconds. Here's yep, me looking yep. at a pen. Stalling as you look to find that clip. And... <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, magic screen, show us the quick hits. Time for some quick hits. Let's see what went down this week, shall we? But before we do it, let's take a minute to appreciate my brand new microphone sponsored by DK Global Studios. Um, No, seriously. Thank you, Dan. Much appreciated piece of equipment. Um, I need a name for it. So let me know in the comments below. What would you like me to name it? Her name is Shore at the moment, but I don't know. I feel like I need something better. Anyway, quick hits. Um, National Treasure films. Do we remember those with Nick Cage? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm that old. I actually do. Okay, I need to. I seriously need to stop doing this. But <laughs> if you do, uh, do you remember Ben Gates's best friend Riley Poole, played by Justin Bartha? Why are we reminiscing about this, you might ask? Well, Disney Plus is currently developing a new series set in the world of national treasure films, and our favorite treasure hunting tech genius is coming back. I do like Justin Bartha. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Bartha is set guest, is to, to guest star, pardon me, is to guest star in the series, while Disney is also reportedly working on a national treasure of three. So excited, Dan? Are we excited though? Not so much. No, no, no. We don't need another national treasure film. I really don't think so, but um, moving on. Another franchise. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, if you haven't quite jumped on board the Fantastic Beasts films, you're about to get another chance to return to the wizarding world this weekend. Wizarding World. Really? We really went for that one. If you're in China, that return will be six minutes shorter. The Hollywood Reporter revealed this week that Warner Bros. recently struck an agreement with Chinese authorities to cut a small chunk out of Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of, Secrets of Dumbledore that contains direct references to Grindelwald and Dumbledore's romantic past. But despite its censorship of the but despite the censorship of the two characters' gay relationship, Warner Bros. insists that the spirit of the film remains intact. Now, if you've seen the film, let us know if you agree. Yeah, seriously, let us know because we're not going to watch that film. I mean, I won't. I know Andrew won't. I know Roland won't. I don't think Dan will either. So we need to know, will the film, will the story play out? <laughs> but actually, it's quite interesting that Dumbledore and Grimwald are a thing. I, I didn't know that. That's completely news to me. Anyway, um... Let's calm down because now it's slightly, yeah, let's let's have a serious tone. Because on Tuesday, we learned that legendary comedian Gilbert Gottfried has passed away after a long struggle with a rare genetic muscle disorder. He was 67 at the time of his passing and is survived by his wife and two children. He will be missed. That is um, very sad. And um, we will be dropping an episode of Also Memorable this week uh, where we discuss the life and work of Gilbert Gottfried. So make sure to check one, that one, to check that one out if you're not sure about who Gilbert
Gilbert Gottfried is. Last but not least, uh, Variety revealed this week that the newly formed Warner Bros. Discovery, under the leadership of a former Discovery CEO, David Zaslav, is looking to do a major overhaul of DC Entertainment. Despite featuring some of the most popular characters of all time, including Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman, DC has struggled to keep up with Marvel at the box office. And with a revolving door of executives constantly changing creative directions over the past decade, yeah, that that's true. I think that's what seriously like hurts the brand, and um, that's why they haven't been producing a really good content lately. Zaslav believes that the key to unlocking DC's potential perhaps includes into a Kevin Feige like creative and strategic char of its own, or, or czar. Um, okay, big changes are coming to DC. Are you excited about them? Yeah, we are. Um, but that's it. Them's are the quick hits. And by the way, have you been watching The Moon Knight? I mean, wow, this show keeps getting crazier every week. Does it though, Dan? <laughs> Does it get crazier? Um, but yeah, as Dan says, we've been watching and reviewing this this past three weeks now. So ever since it got out, it came out. So, um, yeah have a look like we're discussing it we're having so much fun with reviewing this episode andrew's suffering through it Roland's just kind of like yeah i love it i'm excited and i'm just there to slay or praise the cgi and moan about the lack of egyptian gods or not um but yeah it's good it's great fun so make sure to check this out and let us know in the comments below what you think like subscribe follow you know the usual and we're signing off and goodbye and good night and i just want to keep speaking more words because i really enjoy using this microphone and anyway no have a good night guys bye <laughs> 10 <laughs> it's really 10th time i always get to the end and then i screw it up i mess up a line or something hello just go I always go to the end and then I mess it up somehow. <laughs> All right. Oh okay, oh. we're back. So let's talk about. <laughs> that was fun. Thank nice you. Dan. Quick hits. That was that was fun. <laughs> Those were quick. They weren't. I had fun. Yeah, yeah. I think we all had fun. Let's talk about uh, Fantastic Beasts three. So uh, the Visiting World okay. has a new movie out, and it's the third iteration of this Fantastic Beasts series. Have you, I don't think you guys, did you, any of you see it? No. No? Okay. Have That's you seen any of them? <laughs> no. Have you seen any of them? No. No. I saw the OGs. Yeah, uh, Harry, Harry Potter Potters. movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say my friend Bailey, uh, like, went, saw it, and she was like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing ever, and this and that, and then I looked up <laughs> reviews uh and it wasn't it wasn't all that i i yeah. saw some really bad reviews i think she she gets she gets excited um but dan i mean what what do you think about it you're really the only one that watched it so let's yeah does dumbledore have some secrets yeah no the dumbledore definitely has some secrets in fact this whole movie is literally it to, to that end i think it was aptly titled because the movie is all about the secrets of dumbledore it's more than just his secrets, I suppose, because there's other people who have been holding those same things secret. But but the ironic thing is they're not like secrets to the audience because Can you spoil like them? Movies... Because I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Okay. Is it are we talking about the gay relationship? Well because... not just well 
Doesn't that get called out like sooner? Let me. I'll give you guys like a very quick uh, review okay. of what I thought, and then we can kind of discuss it. And then I think we should probably spend it's a lot good. more of our time um, talking about the state of the franchise because this yeah. movie is not doing well at the box office, and I don't know how it bode if it bodes well for the future of of this series of movies at least. But okay, so here's the story of me watching this movie, right? So. Early in the week, my brother and sister kind of reached out to me saying, hey, actually it was my sister. She was like, I'm coming into town. You guys want to go see this movie? And um, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? I got a little bit of time on Saturday night and I, and I did. So we went to see it and we went to see it at an AMC uh, that's uh, basically 15 minutes away from where I live. And it's like right. the one where they have Dolby Prime. They also have IMAX. But we had to go to a screening that was on standard, digital standard format. And you know how AMC and a lot of theaters um, run their projectors on like a lower brightness setting? Because I they want to like say, they, they want the, the, the bulbs to last longer because if you run it at full brightness, like it will obviously, you know, not run for as long. But the, the problem with that becomes you lose a lot of color fidelity, a lot of like detail in the image. And and the movie, this movie in particular, like half of it takes place at night. So there's a lot of dark scenes. Uh. So it doesn't help that the projector is like not like at full brightness. Side note, I'm really tired of dark movies. <laughs> I'm really t- like yeah. the Zack Snyder stuff the the even the new batman i'm just like let's can we let some light in can i see something but i digress go ahead yeah but that's just like that was my those were all of my gripes just going into the movie and in the first few minutes and then yeah. things got interesting so um the, like 15 minutes into the movie i want to say um everything goes dark and then like five seconds later things like the house lights come on so I don't know if it was a power surge or a brownout or they had like a minor power outage and then the generators oh, or whatever you mean back power back actual came on. light. For yeah, a second, like the... I thought you were talking about the mood of the film goes dark. No, 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 no. Or like, oh, okay. The okay. the light, like the electricity in the theaters by now. I don't exact. I don't know right. exactly what happened. It was like literally for a few seconds. Like it was like you know if if you have a ha- if you fell asleep watching the movie and you woke up and you were like, wait, did the movie end? Because that's what it felt like. And and then we just sat there for, for like, by the way, the theater was half empty. It's, so it's, mm. it's you know, not a lot of people going to see this movie. We, but then I was like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Because then the audio started playing, but the, they hadn't turned the projector on. And so we were like listening to the movie for a good 10 minutes. And then they stopped that. And then they started playing the projector. And then it was like, the movie was at a point where, it was out of order, and then then they stopped it again. And then what? you know, a few minutes later, they finally seemed to figure it out, and they started get playing it together, the movie. AMC. Right, and they started put playing the movie again. However, from the beginning, the house lights. Well, not from the start. They they got it to the point where we had left off, and the lights went went out. <laughs> but they left the house lights on for oh, like a man. good 30, 40 minutes. So well, it was I a dark spent, movie. Huh. It was a dark movie. Yeah, I spent like half the movie watching it with the house lights on. I was like, what That's the awful. hell is going that on? That really takes here? you out of it. It it was so that took away from the experience. And the movie wasn't like exact it's not the greatest thing since Life Spread. So you know, there's a lot of basically Slice. I feel like the purpose of these Fantastic Beast movies, like the reason why they exist. The first one, they were like, Oh, these fun characters that are based on a book that the Harry Potter characters read. 
but since then it's just been about Dumbledore. I'm like, why are you calling it Fantastic because, Beasts? Because that was the only person from the original series. So they had to focus on one character in particular that yeah. was familiar. Because everyone wants to know the backstory of Dumbledore, which is arguably one of like the most important characters in the Harry Potter series. And it's it's crazy that you they've tried to they've clearly tried to do you know a complete separate story in the first one from what I've heard and then now it's just about Dumbledore because they know that's how they can get the Harry Potter audience back to well, get so that inside look which that's that's really the issue still. here right that's the issue mm-hmm. is that they're losing the Harry Potter audience and that right. seems yeah. to be the big issue with this whole with this whole franchise it's like they've invented the new word wizarding and there's a wizarding world and we're trying to we're trying to get out of this one story that was really compelling and really captured the imaginations of a generation and you know made a ton of money but yeah harry potter that story's ended and they did a great job with it and people cared about it for a really long time this feels like a cash grab to everybody and, mm. you know, we're seeing the numbers dwindle every time. And I think the most telling thing is that this movie was beaten at the box office by Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's sad. It actually, the one stat that I came across was that on Friday, it, it pulled in the least amount of money that any movie from the Visiting World franchise, or as I like to call it, the Harry Potter franchise. Ever I think that's how in. people know it exactly like wizarding world like maybe they mentioned it in a passing it in one of those movies and and then they were like oh mark somebody in marketing decided that that was going to be the name of this franchise well that's mm. that's the thing is because they they won't call it the yeah. harry potter franchise because he's not in it they won't call it you know from the mind of jk rowling because she's controversial yeah. now it's just we yeah. have this ip and we don't know what to call it uh wizarding and they hope yeah. we take it and a lot of people aren't yeah. Mm. I mean, look, on its own, if you if you put everything aside and you just watch this movie in a vacuum without any of its affiliations and the franchise and whatnot, it's a good movie. I mean, it's much better than the last one, but the last one was so bad, you can only go up from there. So it's an improvement. Yeah. It's well put together in that sense. However, I just don't feel invested in the characters. I just don't care so much. And you could tell that the, the mytho- like you know, like I heard those Harry Potter movies had 600 page long books behind them. Whereas yeah. this one, these movies just don't have that level of like back that the, the material to work off of. Even though J.K. Rowling is writing the stuff, I, I don't know if she's writing the scripts, but she's definitely writing the stories that they're basing these movies on. And, but there's just not enough Andrew, there, you know. And as Andrew already mentioned, you know, controversy with uh, J.K. Rowling as well as Johnny Depp, like that didn't help. There's, yeah. uh, there was like the article I shared with you guys earlier this week that it seems like this franchise is built on. Um, publicity scandals essentially so they're yeah. not having the greatest time with that too well, um so yeah. do, do you think that we still need wizarding do you think that like absolutely not <laughs> we had it we've had it for nine films yeah is it nine well hold on uh and they're still were... epic and that's the thing they ate they're they timeless eight. those films are timeless yeah. you can yeah. still go back to the you can build so much Believe me or not, like the um, the train station in London, 
every day there is a queue of people wanting to take a picture up against <laughs> the bloody wall with yeah. a car trying to pass through every single day everyone's like how many um tattoos of um deadly hallows you see you know on yeah. people like you are going to have people for harry potter forever and ever so why not yeah. try to do something with this franchise why um, not move anyway, it forward okay. why are I'm, you trying to fill I'm gaps and expand upon <laughs> mini monologues that were in one of the harry potter books that they wanted to turn into a full movie and explain it's kind of like the star wars prequel stuff like i'm like let's move the story forward or like what star trek has been doing lately too they've been doing a lot of like they're filling the holes in the stuff that they've already explored like other parts of like why not move the story forward and explore something Whoa. new and i think that's maybe with this new warner brothers discovery leadership that's what they're gonna do they're gonna decide like hey you had your trilogy each one subsequent movie made less money and seemingly has less interest. Maybe it's time to cut the cord and, and do something different, you know? Because I think there's interest. The fan base is going to be there. They just probably need to try something different. Like maybe just focus on locations and other things or characters that are in the world beyond what the Harry Potter movies did rather than going back to the era of Dumbledore's prime, you know? Yeah, I'd, yeah. Like, to see, I'd like to see a movie that's all about Gringotts Bank. Let's yeah. let's get let's talk about the trolls who are who have really learned about banking and managing the money of the wizarding world. I'd like trolls. to see that movie. They yeah. Trolls. What were they? <laughs> goblins, you terrible person. Goblins. goblins? Sorry, oh it's been a while. God. But I would like let's let's get a movie about them. Let's get a Dobby standalone movie. I think that would be fun. Um, I love a Dobby standalone movie. I think the world yeah. is ready for the Dobby movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, let's have a Dobby movie. Yeah. Well, guys, we obviously have our opinions on this franchise. This isn't like the, the best thing since sliced bread. It's also a far cry from what the Harry Potter movies used to be. But we'd love to hear from you. Did you like this new Fantastic Beast movie? Do you feel like they have more story? They leave it in a pretty open-ended, you know, at the end of this movie. So I'm sure they, they can do more. But oh, really? are you liking what they're doing with this, or would you like to see them try something different, like a movie on Dobby, for example? Let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. But right now, I mean, you know, we're in the month of April, and the month of April is one of those months that has got a lot of new movies coming out. It feels like we're finally coming out of the pandemic, and we're starting to see a lot of new films. And every week we have big hits coming in. So what we decided or potential big hits. Let's, you know, we'll see how well they fare. But we decided to do what we usually do with movies, and that's, you know, create a movie eliminator, cut down the list of movies down to size, and give you a manageable list that you can tackle in a month, rather than going to check out like a hundred different movies. So what which, is it? What? What so is what it? Is it? What is it? Yeah. Well, let's find out what it is. Like we put together the list. It's let's see what what we picked out. Uh, you don't have time to watch all the movies coming out this month. That's why we're going to help you decide what not to watch. Oh So Curious presents Movie Eliminator, April 2022. Everything everywhere all at once. The unbearable weight of massive talent. The bubble. You won't be alone. Father Stu. The Rosemaker. We're all going to World's Fair. To Olivia. Morbius. The Northman. The Contractor. The bad guys, Charlotte, Pompo the Cinephile. Don't waste your time. What would Andrew say? 
so what would Andrew say? I don't even um, know. I, I, we haven't even entered the hypothetical yet. <laughs> that's a fair point. Well, <laughs> well, here, here's the, if you haven't seen this before, here's basically how this works. We each came up with a movie that we'd like to pitch to Andrew. Uh, we make that pitch. And then Andrew, you know, picks one and, and then we wait for his review. So uh, without any further ado, we'll get started. And the first person who we're going to have uh, pitch their movie is Mags. So uh, Max, tell us uh, what movie you'd like to pitch to Andrew. Okay. Dogma, 1999. Okay. Seen it. Damn. Seen it. It's pretty good. I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Um, okay. And that's a pretty that adventurous movie? one. Big fan of Jesus. I like that. Yes. And um, obviously the God was a female. How have you, I, 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 I looked at this movie when Max sent it to me and I'm like, what the hell is this thing? Why are so many it's, people in it's this a good amazing. movie? It's a good movie. It's, it's got Ben Affleck it. in it, who I don't love, but. Um, I liked you know. his character and Matt and Matt Damon, who I also don't love, but it's uh... but the whole the whole plot and like and it's how the plot. hell Alan Rickman made it like Alan Rickman's in there. Alan Rickman's fantastic. I think I George Carlin even has a cameo day. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in it. It's a good oh, movie. A great cast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. My backup. Disqu- oh, you have a backup. Yeah, she has yeah, a backup. Let I have me... to. <laughs> yeah. No, we we had to plan Dan, ahead for this. Dan told me. Mm. Yep, yeah. Yep. So let me put it up. But I know you you haven't seen it. Episode one, Star Wars. I've seen Phantom it. Menace. I saw it when it came out. No, you I, haven't. You don't like Star Wars. I don't you like Star not. Wars. I but how do you think I decided I didn't like Star Wars? I saw some. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah. I'm out. I'd watch it I'm again out. and give you. You know what? I could watch it again potentially because I haven't seen it I, since it came out, and I'm a, I wanted I'm an older, prep, wiser man. Yeah. I just want to prep you for um, for Obi Wan series because we're gonna oh, watch it. You're gonna make me watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan will. Well, I won't. Dan will. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. What? Well, what are you saying? Oh, Obi Wan. Oh. We we okay. are going to watch Obi Wan. So yeah. Yeah, that is true. Which one, two, three? What else do you add it? Totally. Okay. You'll be fine. Well, let's anyway, see what let's see what the other contenders have brought to the table. Yeah. Well, after Max struck out on two for two. Um, yeah. Damn. <laughs> kind of pathetic, if you ask me. It <laughs> oh. Is. Oh. It is. But okay. um, I'll take Roland, my revenge you, later. <laughs> Roland, what have you got first? I was stumbling across this movie for Nixon, nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Yes. Uh, it stars Sir Anthony Hopkins as Nixon, which is just such an insane thing this is a star-studded cast which you can see in a four and a half minute trailer on imdb i don't know why they started but i mean we have bob hoskins is uh j edgar hoover paul serino you might remember him at from goodfellas mm-hmm. he plays kissinger mary steenbergen uh ed harris james woods there's a lot of like that is a lot of good people wow. yeah that yep. you mm-hmm. just look at this like boardroom and you're like there's so many incredible people in here why are they in this insane oliver stone movie and it just goes <laughs> it's through the life oliver of nixon. stone as well yeah what it just hell? goes through the life of nixon from when he was a kid to like the watergate thing and sir anthony hopkins doing a, a nixon impression is it okay. a good movie have you seen it uh 
I saw some clips and I don't need it to doesn't see. count. Come on, he's out. He's out. What? He well, doesn't count. Where does it say I have to watch the movie? This is about that's the whole point of this segment is for Andrew to watch the movie. I don't well, have to here's watch it. Here's, yeah. here's here's my question is do you think I'll like it? Or are you just trying to get me I to think watch something? Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Dan, <laughs> well, what do you got for me? Get a kick out of it. <laughs> that's a good one though. I'm going to watch it too. I'm Roland, I need to go to you from now on. Every film recommendation, I'm like, Roland, what? Roland's got some good ones. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. It's interesting. Well, I was so confident with that one, I didn't even get a backup. Wow, that's how confident I was. I've never heard of it. Nobody's heard of it. No, you know, I'm probably not since '95. It doesn't get played, it doesn't get brought up. No, it's super obscure. Yeah, uh, maybe you wow. should watch uh, Frost Nixon too. And then there's like another Nixon documentary that came out a few years ago. It's there's I'll all just t- watch. Yeah, there's way oh, too many wow. Nixon movies in the world. Um, I know. There's also maybe next dick. time we some one of us can pitch uh, <laughs> yeah. W, uh, or oh, or Lincoln. Okay. Um, but guess what? Lincoln. Yeah, my movie is not about any president. My movie is not about some Jedi in a galaxy far, far away. My movie oh. is about the one and only, the oh, great. My great tom hanks the terminal and <laughs> i regret i regret to inform you i have seen it oh good i uh why I don't, how i don't i why and how again yeah. for me to decide i don't like tom hanks i've had to watch a fair amount of tom hanks performances um <laughs> this is this is a charming movie in parts but i i don't care for Tom Hanks. Oh my and God. I will not wow. be watching it again. I guess... It has to be obscure. I think doesn't that's have to the... be. doesn't have to be. Mother wasn't obscure. That, that movie did very well. Terminal is fairly obscure. What's your like... backup? Terminal is not My backup? Obscure. I was so confident this was going to work. I didn't really pick one. Oh, so... that's irresponsible. Oh, wow. That's I kind of got the worst of it. It's like Mags at least had a backup, but... Yeah. Or I can always pitch you, you know what? Here's one. Let me um <laughs> I actually was thinking about doing this as one of our comparison movies. Um but you're gonna take him I, into Bollywood again? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm doing oh, it. Oh boy. Let me see. I'm just gonna pull up the poster <laughs> now. So let me let me pull, pull Okay, so right now the only contender in the running is, is, is Nixon. Nixon. Oh wow. <laughs> Which sounds appealing, a... I'm not going to lie. I will. I, it seems like it would be an enjoyable movie to watch. Are you an Oliver Stone fan? Uh, what, was, what else has Oliver Stone done? Uh, he has made uh, Platoon, Natural Born Killers, uh, Born Platoon's on the 4th of one. July. You know what's funny is I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. <laughs> he did Scarface? I thought that was somebody else. You know, I've never seen Scarface, and I've been meaning to watch that too. Maybe, All right. Yeah. Maybe I'll become Here's, an Oliver Stone. Uh... Oh, that's a different thing. Here's the he backup. He worked on Scarface, but it's different. What is this? It's it's a Bollywood movie. Uh, Lucky, uh, no time for love. It's it takes place in um I think it takes place in parts of Russia and Ukraine, and it's about there's like a civil war breaking out in one of the former Yugoslav countries, and this person's trying to get out. Uh, and the girl, like, she's in school, and she gets trapped there. It's, like, high school, I think. And then this guy who's, you know, like, a young military uh, lieutenant or something, but he's in the Indian Army, but, like, he's stationed there for some reason, and then he's 
um, they sort of cross paths and then he helps to lead her out of the country and she gets poisoned along the way. And then, you know, um, there's- You're there's spoiling a lot of... the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't give you anything that's really central to the plot, I suppose. All of that stuff was in the trailers. So not that you have seen okay. the trailers, but- I haven't seen um, the trailers. I'm not going to lie, guys. Uh, Nixon sounds the most Nixon. appealing. I yeah. think I'm going yes. oh, right. to watch Nixon. All right. You won fair and square. You so did. That's a you great did. choice. Thank you. And yeah. uh, did you have a backup? Me? No, no. Yeah. No, you said you oh, didn't have a backup. Because it's you were such so an confident. obscure movie, even yeah. though it has such like so many famous people in it, and I've never heard of it. I, I was confident. I knew my cards. I knew how to play them. Good one. Good, a good hand. Well played. Damn. Well played. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next week we'll get to see, you know, what Andrew has to say about Nixon. But yeah. uh, let us know in the comments if you have seen any of these movies or if you haven't or you're interested in seeing them. Nixon sounds very interesting. I might actually find time, but realistically speaking, I won't. Um, so <laughs> let's let's move on. We, we, here's, here's some insight. We have Roland only for a limited amount of time. Um, so yeah. what we'd like to do right now is we'd love to take uh, some of that time and talk about a, a movie that Roland really wants to discuss because I think it's a fantastic film. So let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, this movie so came how about, out. Yeah. How about we let uh, Roland just tell Give us what he thinks? Yeah. And then I have like go two minutes and my family's like texting me. It, so right. I got to real quick. I've been wanting go to watch this movie for so long. It, the trailer was so compelling. And when I finally watched the movie, it paid off. This is a weird, surreal, incredible movie about a mother, you know, trying to uh pick the right decision but never seeming like she is and it just it it just it throws you into this amazing multiverse dimension of storytelling where you see silly things uh serious things somehow merging into one just impactful things coming together uh andrew was mentioning before how there's this throwaway joke that would be a throwaway joke for any other movie but they make this so emotionally compelling and you actually care mm-hmm. about this universe and they they get more in depth and i can't i just everything about this movie was just a hit out of the park for me i mean what what do you guys think i i know i watched this first and i was kind of ranting about it but i finally got you guys to watch it what i mean what do you guys think i you I know, mean, you pitched it so well you did. as well to us that's Thank why you. it was like okay yeah we, we're watching it there was Sorry, genuine enthusiasm ahead. coming from you. I agree. The trailer actually does a really good job. It's a small cast, strangely, for such a such a you know multiverse movie that would take us into all these different universes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is the big surprise. Yeah, um, they put her in all this prosthetic makeup, and it's amazing. And she really embraces the character and does a wonderful job with this really repulsive lady. Um, but it's like I said before, it's a movie that tries to be everything all at once. Yeah. And like I said before, it succeeds. Um, it's, it's smart. It's stupid. <laughs> that was it's gross. meta. It's, you know, surface oh. level, you know, the talk when they did the bagel thing that bugged me, but it's like, Oh, it's even bugging me. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's where I came down on it. It's like all those things that bugged me about it. I thought, is that, is that self-aware? Are they doing that deliberately mm. to bug me? 
mm-hmm. because they could have been they could have been self serious about the whole thing, which is what I was expecting. Was like it's going to be Rick and Morty if it were completely serious, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't completely serious at all. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of good humor, and then there were some moments that really you know strike your heart and make you feel something. And yeah. I was like, wow, it's it's a ride. It's a ride for sure. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but everything I've heard I, and seen about it is oh, people love this movie, and I want to love. I just it. want to yeah, hang on, Dan. I just want to quickly say on top of what Andrew said that, like, I completely agree with both of you, like what you guys said, but you forgot to mention that the film managed to still explore like in depth mother daughter relationship, yeah, and, an, a fa- and like a, a marriage essentially what it takes, how it works. It was genius because not many films actually managed to do that, to stay that true to what themes family families kind of take. But that's just my bit. That was probably the best part about it. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank and you I, so I, much, Roland. You yeah. changed my life, obviously, <laughs> by letting you know, me watch that film. Honestly, it's masterpiece. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say, guys, this... I've people keep telling me the ending of this movie makes them cry and like even people who don't who never cry at movies like cry at the end of this movie and that's what excites me the most I mean Michelle Yeoh is a superstar in her own right but like this movie it seems like you know she's carries so much and the fact that she's playing so many different characters it blows my mind but interesting tidbit before we let Roland go did you know I don't know if you know this but did you know that the role of her husband was originally supposed to be played by Jackie Chan I and had a feeling <laughs> Yeah, I mean the guy looks, looks like I Jackie, it was Chan. Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. but but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I th- I don't know if it was a scheduling issue or whatever the reason might have been, but ultimately like the actor who was gonna play, who sorry the role went to somebody else and somebody shared Roland you shared a tidbit about about this didn't you like like the person who ended up playing the role of the husband, not oh, Jackie yeah, Chan. Oh yeah, you might. Uh, remember him as Short Round from the Indiana Jones 2 movie. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, and he even does this childish voice in parts of the movie where it's like, yeah. oh, that's so childish. And and, and his name is yeah. Raymond, yeah. which really like takes it that much further. It's like, oh. Yeah. Um, but I'm, then he, the oh, contrast yeah. between the different versions. I, mean, I will say, I would love to talk about this movie more. And I'm yeah. so happy you guys seen it, but I I do have to go. All right. Yeah. Well, All right. thank you so for recommending it. Thank right. you, Roland. Enjoy. You can, you can head out. We can let's. Thanks, Roland. Thanks, Roland. <laughs> but but Andrew, um, Andrew and Max, like, I know this movie is is, is fantastic overall. Do you have anything else that you like to kind of yeah. talk about specific to this yeah. film? Because <laughs> I you need a, to like I really want to go see this movie, but I just don't have a ton of time during the week, so. Well, you went to see Fantastic Beast over yeah, that, that is film, true. Dan. I sort of I undermined know. myself there. No, but... no, no. You had time to see that film. <laughs> I little hey, literally when the when the projection was out and 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 even after the the movie started playing with audio only, I was I was like on my phone looking at play times for for everywhere everything everywhere all at once, and I was like, oh, there's another one starting in like twenty minutes. Yeah, I should just kind of walk over. Who's you, they can't? I would have if I were you. It's, but you know, like that. I was there because, like, for from you know, my brother and sister were like, "Hey, this is like meant to be like a bonding, like thing. Let's just go watch a movie together." 
and we don't yet get to do that very often so i, I you know it would have been and then i would have been doing it on my own and i think this is the movie that you know it's worth watching with other people and you want to have fun while doing it and i don't this movie has been making a ton of money so i feel like the theater would have been mostly empty I, so it would be a low i don't experience. usually recommend films like even on my socials like i don't tell yeah. people what to watch but i had to make a story about it i was like just go and see this film like it's that good um yeah. and i just yeah. quickly want to say there's the only thing i want to say about this film that also um the daughter right joy mm-hmm. she yep. is this one of the scariest villains and main characters or protagonists you may say how do you define An- her antagonist? she freaked me out antagonist there you yeah. go but like it mm, yeah but she's more than that um she actually wants to destroy the world so i would say yeah. she's a villain I mean, More she was in Shang Chi, right? She was like the 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 two main per, like she was Simu Liu and and uh, Aquafina's I, I don't know. Like, friend. But she the she one was the bar very scary. Yeah, wasn't she scary, that Andrew? To you, like no, she was so no. Unsettling. In fact, she was she was one of the things that I didn't like about the movie for a long really? time. Okay, I, I didn't love the performance, and then I thought, oh wait, it's because I thought like you know she doesn't she's not striking me as evil, but she did. she struck me as like some random girl who suddenly had a bunch of powers and i thought maybe that's actually a better acting choice maybe that's actually a better directing choice that she's not the arch evil she's not like she's not this caricature of evil she's a real person mm-hmm. who just happened to stumble into to some real power um yeah and that was you know like the more i think about it the more i like it the other thing i'll say um with regard to the heart of the movie is the way it explains the universe that we're let in on is about the decisions we make in life and you know your situation is a is a is a result of the decisions you make and every time you make a different decision you end up in a different universe and while this character sees herself as kind of a loser and you not somebody you would even pass on the street and look twice at just, just runs a laundromat and like who cares and yet the yeah. whole movie's about her and it's about her recognizing the greatness within her and all of the potential she has to be something and you yeah. you leave it and she talks to this woman at the IRS and you see yeah, like in another awesome. in another world mm. we you know we could be in love or in another world <laughs> we're friends or in this world we have something in common and yeah i love that it wasn't it wasn't a political movie at all it was it really had genuine heart and real entertainment value that's what's been missing from movies for me and that's why i enjoyed yeah. this i mean look Amen. this is not the only movie that's coming out this year that's about the multiverse right like we have no. all multiverse the flash was supposed to come out this year got moved to next year but doctor strange in the multiverse of madness comes out in a few weeks and that movie from everything we can tell from the marketing of it is couldn't be any more different than what this movie was or is and i think yeah. that goes to show you there's obviously different ways of you know storytelling and and doing it in ways that are satisfying in their own you know respectful manner so I, that'll be an I interesting comparison to see this movie i this is you'll enjoy at it. the very top of my list now and to go to see it in Wait, theaters which one? 
everything everywhere all at once. I'm, you know, okay. We're so, I thought you were talking about Doctor Strange. No, no, no. I, like, I was no. mentioning it because it is a point of comparison. <laughs> it's also Diff University. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a fair comparison because everything everywhere all at once was made for a fraction of the budget that the Doctor Strange Two is made for. So it's there are two <laughs> very different kinds of movies. But it's I think the resourcefulness with which this movie was produced. I mean. Mm. But, you know, and the cast, the quality of cast they got. I mean, yeah, the movie's probably not going to end up making his money back if the current trend at the box office continues. But it's in wide release now. And I think the word of mouth on this movie is doing wonders for it. So hopefully yeah, it will trend up um, from from its opening weekend. Um, I'm glad you guys loved it. I can't wait to see it myself. But um, right now, let's... Um, ask our audience i mean if you guys have seen it or if you haven't seen it if you want to go see it hopefully we convinced you to to do that uh, a24 is on a roll we're going to be talking plenty about yes. them even more i think in the show we've got a segment called really coming up and there's some more a24 stuff in there that we'd love to discuss but uh everything everywhere all at once michelle yo the lead i mean the rest of the cast is fantastic the movie's out in theaters if you have checked it out let us know what you think about it in the comments below but uh right now what we would like to do here is is a preview or actually show you our review of episode three of moon Knight. uh we've been following this show uh, every week there's a new episode on disney plus and episode three is the latest one that came out a few days ago we did a review of it uh we'll continue to review the rest of the three episodes that will drop but right now let's take a look at what we thought about episode three of moon Knight. this is the beginning right so moon Knight episode three started with me thinking, what is going on? Where are we? What's happening? And I don't think I ever really got a clear picture of what was going on and why anything is happening. It was great. It was an episode, you know? I'm, I'm excited to see all the Egyptian mythology coming into play. I think there's a lot to do with that. Let me just start by saying I'm a sucker for Egyptian mythology. Anything to do with that, I am like in it completely. It, it sort of feels like a wild goose chase. Um, with a lot of details that seem to be missing for me. However, it seemed like they brought them, you know, for the cancel. They served the purpose to the story and then they were kind of pushed to the side, which I felt like it was a missed opportunity because there could have been so much more about, you know, them, like the gods themselves and their avatars, how they're managing with being, you know, avatars to, to, to the gods and, like, that's what the whole story is about, you know, the whole thing between Mark, Stephen and Conchu and yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a bit of a bummer. It was really, I guess, bittersweet to see uh, Gaspard Yuliel. I should really focus on pronunciations before I do these things, but it was awesome seeing on him on screen and I really hope he was able to see his performance before his passing because he uh, died recently doing to a ski accident. We had Conchu being imprisoned, I remember that, and uh, for what he was imprisoned, you know, the scene where he reversed the, the sky um, back in time, just to kind of see what the constellation looked like. It was very well done, and I need to say this because I always slay their CGI, but I thought that was well done, so. The hairspray budget on this show is out of control. Everybody has perfect hair that is unaffected by the elements except for a perfect gentle breeze. It's distracting. There is a distracting amount of hairspray on this show. I found this out from a friend 
that if you look at the QR code in the glass reflection, I believe in the first episode, it leads you to Tomb of Dracula number 10, which was Blade's first appearance. So maybe this is, you know, the debut of Blade. I know it's already casted, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see. I don't understand why Ethan Hawke appears always at the right place, the right time, and, you know, <laughs> just bringing the havoc, explaining some story. It feels like he serves as this, like, a plot hole device. Um, sorry, plot filling device, essentially, which, yeah, I did not pick up on earlier, but now that, you know, it kind of, it becomes repetitive, you can kind of see it, and yeah, it makes no sense. It's not logical why he's uh, why he's always there bringing all the news. So the other objection I had here is that scene where we have well, we do. What do we call him? Stephen? Mark? I'm just gonna say it. I think Stephen is adorable. He's channeling Conchu in the pyramid to all of the other avatars, and for some reason, he's yelling the entire scene. And he's the only one yelling in the scene. Everybody else can speak at a normal volume, but Conchu, he needs to, he needs to yell. Conchu's um, voice is much better as well. They toned it down a little bit and it's not as overwhelming and uh, it doesn't feel as out of place as it had in the past. I think they're hinting at Jake, uh, which is like another personality that Mark has. This one was at the much slower pace, much, you know, it's a bit wonky. Yeah, I am not as crazy about this episode. However, I'm still looking forward to see where the story goes. I don't know. It's interesting and I can't wait to see where this goes. Let's give it like six out of 10. I... That has got to go to work. I feel the need, the need for speed. That's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? I'm Nick Friggin! Okay! Really? 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's really? the theme. Really? Really? What did I just do to myself? My picture is gone. <laughs> Come back, Dan. <laughs> um okay can you guys hear me okay yeah this is off to a fantastic yeah. start um so far so good so far so good um really there's some ridiculous stuff that that we come across every week and i'd love to talk about it um so so uh, guys what's what's up in hollywood these days that that you'd like to discuss I guess the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Ted. They just announced that Seth MacFarlane's teddy bear movie series is turning into a series at Peacock. I, oh, that Ted. That Ted. Yeah, that mm. Ted. The swearing teddy bear. The swearing teddy bear. It was, it was fun <laughs> for the first movie. It was okay for the second movie. I don't know how you're going to turn this into a series i'm honestly mm. not that curious it seems like seth mcfarland just kind of has a blank check to do whatever he wants sometimes it's fun the orville has some really fun stuff on it um oh i can't wait for family that guy back. 
Family Guy is still on. I just watched the newer episode last night and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. But it's, Mm. um, you know, Cleveland show came and went. American Dad, I think, is still running. And now we're going to do a live action Ted series. I I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know if Mark Wahlberg's coming back, but this is something that made me look at my computer and go, really? Really? I mean... They're doing this series for National Treasure. It's almost like they're rebooting those early 2000 films into series. Oh, no, that's a continuation. Now. Series now. I thought that was but a continuation of it. No, they're making a separate film. There's also a National Treasure Film 3 coming out. <laughs> oh, they're doing both? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that is true. They are yeah. developing that too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> too anyway. much. What's next? Well, there's other What's ridiculous next? stuff. Tell me about this this thing with Marcel the... Ah, Marcel the show with shoes on. Right. So this this was a viral video series. That looked that, cute. You shared you ever, it with us. It was I, cute. Did you, did I you mean, ever, the video is cute. Did you ever see the original video? No. The original video is fun. It is cute. It's silly. And there's a couple little jokes and it's like, okay, I get it. And it went viral like 10 years ago, maybe more. Wow. Okay. This was Jenny Slate uh, doing a voice and uh, you know, she was briefly on SNL and comes back on in comedy shows. All of, She was in everything, everywhere, all at once and did a great job there. But um, this, this is one joke that they're going to stretch out for two and a half hours <laughs> with all My kinds God. of celebrity cameos. And it's just, you know, like they're teasing a like an infatuation and obsession with Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes, which really just feels like a way to plug 60 Minutes. It's- <laughs> There's way uh, too much of that in there. Like, yeah, it's like, <sighs> oh, it's a, now, it's, now it's a global phenomenon. 10, so, 10 years after you forgot about it, Marcel, Let me go straight. Yeah. It's like getting a meme and making a feature film out of it. Yes. Yes, that is what it is. We we truly are running out of content. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? What's next? Okay. <laughs> we had emoji films. We had Lego. Now we have memes viral, like what's viral next? video yeah i'm viral waiting videos. for i'm waiting for the, the novelization and then film adaptation of peanut butter jelly time peanut butter jelly time so it's like that would be catchy very catchy yeah but, michael but bay is hey, gonna produce it here's here's my contribution <laughs> to <this>. jerry bruckheimer <laughs> the guy that you probably know from the pirates of the caribbean franchise he produced those movies and then he also i think produced the um I don't know, actually. I don't think he did Transformers, but he did Pirates. And then, you know, um, Disney finally stopped giving him money to do more of those because they weren't (laughs) doing any very well. So now he's over at Paramount and he's going to be producing a Beyblade movie. Have you guys ever played with Beyblade toys? Because now they're about to get a movie. Yes, it's been some time, but... uh, I don't know what they are. Beyblades, they're these discs that you... uh, they go into a little holster and then there's a jagged pull the pulp, thing out and it spins and oh. they battle. Um, yep. Right. Yeah. Fun, chaotic, yeah. really great for fourth graders. I don't think I really needed a backstory for them. 
Um, I think there was an animated show for them briefly also for Beyblades. Maybe I'm making I that I thought that up. was based on some manga or something, though. It could be, but I mm. can't... Man. It's like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff. This, Everyone... is, this is taking Transformers and sinking it so much lower, but I hope they sell a lot of Beyblades. I would love to see <laughs> kids playing with that again. Better that really? than a, than a fourth was, grader with was... an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if a Beyblade distracts you for two and a half hours with your friend, by all means. Yeah. Get kids it. playing with yeah, Beyblades again. To be fair. But do you, you know remember what's... teachers used to confiscate yeah. them? Like, uh-huh. Because they're basically they're basically weapons. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I used to love. I I oh. I had this obsession with wanting to get Beyblade toys simply because I had a lot of friends who loved him. And I just yeah. want I just I just want to be a part of 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 like they bring their set and then they just like you're ripping them in yeah. and you just I just want to be a part like I was peer pressure if anything. Like today I'm like A I don't think those toys sell much anymore at least as far as I'm aware. After this they will. After this but, they will. You well, get a right. 10-year-old But I'm like is anybody asking for a Beyblade movie? Like who's looking for I mean probably Beyblade. Uh, that's that's fair that's fair but you know if anything i'm like why don't you guys take that money i mean paramount is not mm. the one who produced the first film but universal pictures please let me talk to you let, let me put myself full screen let me talk to you if you're talking about ridiculous things how about you guys t- you don't have to do 200 million this time maybe maybe take like 50 100 million but why don't you guys produce battleship 2 i want i want a sequel oh, to battleship man. That really? needs to could be a movie that comes out and, you know, Taylor Kish could be back. He will, you know, I know he's not in vogue these days, but, um, you know, he's at 50 back. million, you could probably make some of your money back. Um, I'd we, love to see Battleship just, too. I actually, do you want Dan? I want this film to come out too, because then we can stop hearing you saying how much you want to see that film. I, I really do. So. I really want to see it. <laughs> um, but Let's hope. Battleship 2, you know what they'd have to do is they'd have to work in the updated Battleship game where like mm. you lost and then you got splashed with water. If you've seen Except, the first one, it's very yeah. clever how they integrate like that whole thing into it. It's very clever how they integrate the Battleship game board game concept. And mm-hmm. it was like the first time I watched it, I'm like, that is so clever. And then does it have to be from there. Again, Just, does it have to be a battleship movie or would you settle for any, like a Monopoly or Life or Trivial look, Pursuit? I'm Clue. a military oh, sci-fi fan. So yeah. to me, Monopoly, you are not seeing ships being blown up and, you know, guns being fired and and machismo everywhere you look. Like Sure you are. There's, there's, there's beauty pageants and free parking and <laughs> park place. <laughs> I feel, sure. There's that. Um, I feel like if they were to make a Monopoly movie, it would probably be one of those like movies that's about the story of how Monopoly, the video, that the game came to exist, and and how it it was. It, it they're basically like originally the game was meant to be something far like less about capitalism and everything, and then the creator mm-hmm. of the game sort of like had to sold the idea for very little money and doesn't get to profit off any of the stuff that. The, the sales of of the now world famous game like board game like, mm, i don't know i'd really like to know? know about the monopoly guy with them with the with the monocle you know that's uh that's compelling to me yeah if we're talking M- board maybe game they movies. can 
how did he start it? <laughs> Where did he get yeah. the monocle? How did he get? Yeah. And the Scotty. In, in some kind of a marketing meeting in a New yeah. York City, probably that's where he started. Um, <laughs> yeah. Damn. There's I don't other think game, that's... board games I'd love to see movies made out of. I don't know. Like there's maybe maybe there should be a Connect Four movie. Yes. Is that a board game? I. You know um, what? That's a challenge. Yeah. I could see them trying it with Beyblade. You could definitely. Yeah, Beyblade is you probably definitely... easier pull. Um, but hey, Mags, uh, you mentioned something about Transformers. I mean, and we were talking about we were talking about Bayhem last week. So what's up with that? Yeah. So I I so the story is I actually didn't know what to put as like seriously or really segment, but I found this one and I thought it's just outrageous. First of all. We, we actually have this toy already. So we have a $750 self-transforming Optimus Prime, which uh, came out last year. So it, it moves with like 27 motors, essentially, servo motors. Thanks to them, the Optimus Prime can transform itself. But <laughs> yes, this year they decided to do a trailer that does the same thing as Optimus Prime. And... It also costs $750, which means the whole freaking toy costs a grand and a half. And why would they? Oh, no. I'm getting into rant again. I just <laughs> don't like to see things being wasted. And I think there's a potential for a lot of rich kids being like, Daddy, I want that. And well, father <laughs> actually buying this for a kid. What, what oh, bugs no. me about it? is like all of those modular toys like bionicles and transformers the idea behind them is to get kids familiar with taking things apart and putting them back together you know mm, and it's meant to be fun it builds imagination well, yeah it builds imagination but it also it also teaches you skills for construction and exactly you know, later later you know you start <laughs> out with bionicles and like putting little Legos together, but those same skills apply the same, like the, a Lego manual for, for putting together one of the Knights or a Bionicle is literally the same as an Ikea manual for mm. putting together furniture. These are skills you need to have later in life. This is a fun way to teach them. When you make well, it put itself together, you are, you are contradicting the purpose of the toy. But do we though? Because speaking of IKEA furniture, nowadays you can actually, <laughs> for a small price, ask the delivery guys to put it, put the thing together. That's of course. That's, I mean, I'm just saying that's the stage we're at right now. You know, we can order food with a click of a button. Yes, and in 20 years we're gonna have IKEA furniture that's $1,500 and puts itself together. But these are skills <laughs> that humans need to have. You yeah. need to be able to build you things. Need you need to be able to understand like, oh, I can okay. take it apart and fix it. So do we think this is like a kid's toy or because when I saw this, I thought, okay, this is for some uh, Michael Bay fans, clearly like, honestly, oh, no, they it's couldn't. adults. It, no? It's it how complicated those item. movie models were. Like there's no, you can never, I don't think like, it's like the, if they make the Transformers from the movies in real life, I would be, oh my God, like that. Those were epic. Like, I love the way they treated them in the movies and how complex yeah. their, you know, physiology was, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But 
<laughs> I'm would like, you, yeah, exactly. This is not one? like a Lego set. It's so basically... wait, wait, wait. If they had it and it costed $700, Dan, you would be the person who would actually buy it. I don't think I would drop $700 on something like that. But you know what the sad thing is? Or not sad, but because it depends on, you know, what, what, what you like to do. But there's, there's a lot of people out there who will drop $700 or a lot more money than that to get something like this. Because there's a lot of collectors who simply, you know, that's their hobby. That's what they like to that's, do and power yeah, to them. That's what this yeah. is. They're not going to yeah. make a bunch of these. I'm sure there's going to be a limited run. I believe yeah. they're collector's items that over time may accrue value. I can't imagine they would. I feel like these are the kinds of things that would lose value <laughs> over time. But, you know, if there's if there's really a limited run of them and only a few made, um, then scarcity is what drives the price. But, but, guys, I just thought of something great. Then they will end up at the pawn shop and then we'll get to watch on Discovery. And that's how Discovery will have uh, more content, you know. Thank you for bringing it full circle. Gather, <laughs> like... I rest my case. This is it. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, that's that's it. That's pretty much that, it. That's what a ridiculous world we live in. Let's sum up everything we just talked about. You know? Yeah. Really? What, why? Really? Why are we doing all of these things from Optimus Prime to... Yeah. Okay, well, um, if you if you guys like you know any of this stuff and if you are going to go buy a transformers toy let us know we would love to um see how how your experience is playing with this um i mean i feel like some people who would buy it wouldn't even wouldn't even open Admit it to it <laughs> right it's like a collector's item <laughs> yeah no i am now actually i'm surprisingly intrigued by this i might actually no, no. Nope, so, nope, not going there. $700 you, is way too it. much. But, but yeah. what did you guys collect? So if Growing it wasn't... Oh, well, yeah, or I? now, do you guys collect anything? I was collecting DVDs and Blu-rays for a while, but I was like, nah, it takes too much space. And I started running out, wow. running out of space. So now I just buy them mm. digital. Yeah. I collected mugs for a while, but now I just have an assortment of mugs um i did the lego thing for a long time you know and uh, and bionicles mm -hmm. and that's yeah those were fun they did teach me quite a lot um and by the end like you don't even need the manual because it's like i've done the, the five yeah. colors by the yeah. sixth one it's like put it together <laughs> um yeah musical instruments but that's not like a collection that's not really yeah but people used to obsessively collect things like yeah. stamps and butterflies and which no, yeah. I, I, I still know quite a few people who who still collect a ton of stuff. It's really wow. There's, I actually don't. Know, I mean, physical media, action so. figures. Yeah. Some I used to collect. Um, what are they called? Like quirky kitchen appliances so like vintage stuff so for example That's like cool. a antique mortar and what's it called mortar and board i can't it's the thing that you crush spices with mortar oh i i wouldn't know what to call it but i know what you're talking oh, about oh one anyway. of the crushing bowls yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah then the pasta machine and stuff i had a thing for that before we moved to malta and then now it's at my friend's storage yeah, it's like <laughs> a 
apart from that, no, there is like, I haven't really met anyone who's collecting anything. Yeah, so well, I'm there's there's that, that there's a there's a trend in you know lack of ownership, minimalism, if you will. But like, yeah, I don't know. Having things isn't what it used to be for a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, I have everything in the backpack. Everything hey. I will show you guys when I'm ready for my next venture. Like we got rid of everything. I've got backpack only, and. Mm. The microphone <laughs> which i'm <laughs> gonna carry with me everywhere <laughs> yeah hey one last thing i just wanted to get your quick thoughts we don't have to spend a ton of time on this but since we're talking about ridiculous news um recently uh elon musk has seemingly been trying to buy twitter so yeah. he mm-hmm. launched like basically like a hostile takeover bid and he's paying <laughs> a well under like what the current sh- selling price of the shares is to 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 buy the the company, and but well his over. argument is that he wants to do it for the betterment of of the world, and it's sort of like a public service. He wouldn't want to make money off of it, and then yeah. as a result of that, and and um in response to it, I should say the Twitter board passed like a poison pill kind of uh, initiative uh, thing, and. I don't want to call it a clause, an initiative, or something. It's like a bylaw, if if anything, which kind of prevents a hostile takeover from happening. But mm-hmm. it's an ongoing thing, and I know we've talked about it before. Do you have any thoughts on on this? Yeah. Well, so what they did is they he refused to join the board, um, right? Because that would limit the number of shares he could have, and so now he's offering to, you know, overpay for as many shares as he can get. Um, if they introduced the poison pill, they asked him, like, is there a plan B? To which he smirked and said, yes, there's a, there's a plan B. So it's not over. They can do what they like. Um, what it is doing is exposing to the world um, Twitter's motivations. And, you know, before when Jack Dorsey was in charge, they would say, you yeah, know, Twitter's a private company. It can do what it wants. But as soon as the private ownership goes to somebody like Elon Musk, now Twitter has a problem with it. Now a lot of people on Twitter have a problem with it being run by Elon Musk. Yeah. It's, it's not like whatever happens here, Twitter's not coming out of this squeaky clean. And the yeah. other telling thing is that their share price has not gone up significantly in years. You know, since its IPO, it was just, it was just, it's been stagnating because they haven't had any real way to monetize the platform. And with Musk offering more, he's basically saying like, if you want out, let me buy your shares. You'll be fine. You'll, you know, it's, he's giving the entire company a golden parachute if they want it. Right. And then he also joked about turning the headquarters into a homeless shelter, which is uh, <laughs> another thing to try. He would. Do I mean, but it, the, that's the thing. It's like with with him, you don't know when he's joking and when he's being serious, right, Max? Yeah. I mean, it's it's Elon Musk is. He could be so enigmatic sometimes, and like purposely mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Like, what what do you think about this? I mean, we are both like sitting in the U.S. talking about this, and obviously, Twitter is like an American-based company, a publicly traded American-based company, but. He wants wants to take the company private. He wants to take over, and then he's doing it in the interest of free speech for the sake of the world. What are your thoughts on this? Well, if, from the experience <laughs> and from watching Elon Musk raise and stuff, like if he wants to do it, he's gonna do it. Like 
he he's unstoppable. So even if it's going to take him years to do it, (laughs) he's probably going to do it. And what is happening to our feed today? Oh yeah, no, I thought I was putting you on the full screen, and and my wife confuses us all the time. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. That's Max. Okay, we look alike. God no. (laughs) Um, I hope not. Um, yeah, that these are my thoughts. If he's going to okay. do it, he's going to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you're watching, you're listening to this, and you have any thoughts on Elon Musk taking over Twitter, give any thoughts on, or maybe you won't, you already bought it, or you will be buying that Optimus Prime toy, or you're looking forward to that Beyblade movie, or maybe you know you're looking forward to the net, the the, the new Seth MacFarlane show on Peacock. What is it about, Ted? Ted. Yeah. I don't know if the world was asking for more Ted, but you know, seems like Peacock is. Um, they're getting it. Yeah, they're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's also the Marcel the the shell that I forgot what the rest of that is. Um, with shoes on. With shoes on. Another A24 project. Let us know what you guys think about that. Uh, we'd love to um, get your feedback on there. Maybe maybe you'll convince us to watch the movie about Marcel. I know maybe. the trailer was pretty convincing. If not, but now you if not maybe me. maybe you're interested in watching yeah. uh, Nixon with me. This, yeah, this yeah. I'm actually actually legitimately intrigued because the cast alone is drawing me in. All right. Cool. Well, guys, something um, pretty you know sad. It's never a good thing to hear somebody about somebody passing away. But Andrew, um, I know you're probably most familiar with Gilbert Gottfried's work out of uh, the group here. So yeah. He passed away recently. Like, t- tell tell us about Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried, he was uh, somebody who had been um, just a comedian in New York, and um, he sort of elevated beyond just being a comedian. People called him the comedian's comedian because, like, once you get to that level of performance, you can see people's tricks, and when you become a comedian's comedian it's like you're doing something that not everybody else is you're playing with the art form in a way that people behind the scenes can understand it and um and really admire what he's doing he's known of course for his voice and for you know bringing this irate shrill character to a bunch of shows a lot of radio a lot of television a lot of movies um, and he's the kind of character that you're always just delighted to see and you always recognize it. And when he pops up, it was always a pleasant surprise. And um, he's another one in a string of comedians that was taken too soon this year. Uh, this is following mm, the yeah. death of Bob Saget and my personal favorite, Norm MacDonald. Um, and there's, this, there's a picture going around of the three of them with Jeff Ross um, that's this famous picture of the three of them after a dinner where they just had incredible time making each other laugh. But that's um, that picture is becoming eerie. Anyway, mm-hmm. Gilbert Gottfried, beloved by many and somebody I thought deserved a fitting tribute. And this is what we gave him. Yep. Nicely said. The name Gilbert Gottfried always seems to be accompanied by an echo of his unmistakable voice. 
His exaggerated, shrill, and deliberately grating Brooklyn accent delivered everything from the name of an insurance company to the most devious and absurdly dirty jokes with an equally iconic set of squinted eyes. As prolific a voice actor for timeless cartoons, a screen actor, and stand-up comedian, the comedian's comedian of New York City got his big break when he was tapped to join the cast of Saturday Night Live in 1980. He was a welcome guest to media in all its forms, and pleasantly surprised audiences on the radio, television, cartoons, and seamlessly transitioned into internet content and podcasts before starting Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal Podcast in 2014. All the while, the famed aristocrat remained king of crude comedy delivered in a voice that somehow made dirty jokes dirtier. His unique style, endlessly imitated but never replicated, is one that shook the earth with laughter. All right, and uh, we're back. Um, that was our tribute to uh, Gilbert Gottfried and uh, legendary comedian recently passed away. Uh, we always love to pay our respects and uh, he's definitely going to be missed. But let's talk about at this point. Yeah, so let's talk about Moon Knight. Moon Knight is a show that we've been following for quite some time. It's something we were anticipating for a while. And now that the show is out, we've been reviewing it every week and, um, Guys, we have done three episodes so far. Episode four drops in a few days on Wednesday night on Disney+. Plus. Um, what are your thoughts about the show so far? And what are you looking forward to seeing in the next uh, episode, episode four? The credits. The end credits. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That completely undercuts everything that I just oh, said. Yeah, totally. I'm not. A, I don't like the show. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. Andrew Safford. Please explain. <laughs> if I, I may say so. <laughs> what don't not, you like? I'm not compelled. You know, I the the uh the storytelling is all over the place. The character stuff is all over the place. The hairspray is all over the place. The uh I love how you're stuck on the, the whole hairspray situation. It really What's with the hairspray? Can you explain the hairspray? Who's I'm hairspray? Everybody's everybody's <laughs> hair is just it's just like <laughs> stiff and it's all like there's it all reflects light in one sheen. It's it's like everything is so overprocessed. It's it's everybody looks like they're uh, wearing a wig. Or like they've just, like they're just wearing a hair helmet. It's it yeah, really great. bugs. It really feels like television, you know, like mm. like like nineteen mm. nineties. We're still figuring it out, like television, and uh, that's it's distracting, is what it is. It's it takes me out of it. It really makes Wait. me feel like this is a production. Like so, you have, you have a problem with the CGI, and. Sometimes no, not anymore. not anymore. I praised it. Yeah. Like they, they had a really good. No, I mean not anymore. They had one good scene which I thought, oh wow, the stars. funny, good yeah. CGI. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Green screen. It was great. Good for that. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like. I mean, it wasn't like a. Oh my god, what a great CGI! But it was good. It wasn't a bad CGI. It was. 
that's why I had to praise them for it. I had to say something good about CGI this week, so well, I did say. I also, I, I mean, if I can, if I can be serious about the the actual review, I do not know where the story's going. I don't know what they're trying to convey. I really feel like I'm just on a wild goose chase. I'm just as lost as uh, Stephen. Stephen, right? Stephen. Um, Stephen yeah. Grant. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Grant. yeah. I'm not saying it in a British accent. With his fake Cockney accent, yeah, it's yeah. it's saving guy. Uh, uh, I just, it's this could have been a movie. This could have been a higher budget, better movie that I didn't have to sit through week for week by week. Yeah, I'm really disappointed yeah. about how they mistreated um, Egyptian gods. How they like, mistreated them? They mistreated them. There's so much to Egyptian mythology. So I, I did say that in review and yeah, sorry if I'm repeating myself. What do you mean What do you mean by that though? I'm a sucker for mythology. I've always yeah. been. So like Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, I would like consume it. So is that okay, is that how you got drawn anything? into Stargate? Like, is that the connection? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, kind of, yeah. Because, and that's why maybe I got off put as well by Stargate later on because they went too far with certain things. Well, they, they also did like other mythologies. They, right? They, yeah, they, which I really like that they, they they've managed to find a way to incorporate yeah. it. Same as with, um, I don't know, in video games. It's, there's like this trend of bringing mythological gods nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marvel in, like, goes pretty stuff. deep into Egyptian mythology in the comics. Yeah, so but they didn't is, yeah. do it. They, it's not accurate. So, or, or they did not explain why this particular group of gods is there. And I said, we didn't, no one, no one was really introduced. They said, oh yeah, we have gods of, you know, this person, we have Osiris. It was not enough. I would have loved if that they spend more time there because there isn't anything like this so far. There, we don't have anything about Egyptian mythology. Stargate was the last thing I can think of that would yeah, touch upon that. So it, it was kind of a bummer not for them not to dive into it a little bit more. I feel like they just, same as with Ethan or Hawk, they brought something to serve the purpose of the story without thinking about it for a second, whether it has a logical sense or not. And then they just kind of buried it. And I'm done. I, I promise I'm done. Yeah, it was disappointed for me this week. No, Damn, I was I was just going to say, I have a <laughs> there's a theory that I've heard over the last few days about Ethan Hawke's character. I think so. If you know something, if you know um, about the comics of Moon Knight, like the comic stories they've done and the, how the character character has sort of been treated over the years, the the character of Moon Knight has always been like you know the the Stephen Grant or Mark Spector, whichever you know one is the real personality, mm -hmm. has always sort of he you know has suffered from some sort of disassociative identity or from some form of schizophrenia so there's comic book stories where he he thought he was the wolverine or he thought he was spider-man or hmm. um you know he he thought his powers were derived by egyptian gods but they really weren't and there's a theory going around that ethan hawk like the character of ethan hawk we're seeing as a you know its own person but ultimately they're gonna fight club this by episode six, which is the season finale. And it's a mini series, so it's not getting another season. But 
what do you guys think that would be like a great way to go with this? Like, you know what I mean when I say they're gonna fight club this? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not gonna work. I, However, I mean, it could. He is appearing at the least expected moments all the time. So. I wouldn't. Here's the thing. One, the fact that we can say they're going to fight club it lets you already know it's cliche because it's been done a lot. And over and over. Yeah. yeah. The second thing mm -hmm. is, yeah, it, it would make perfect sense because there's no reason for that guy to appear. As and and said, at the Ethan right Hawke's character is not somebody from the comics. They made that character for the show, which is like maybe a, supports that theory. Yeah. Would it, would it blow my mind? No. <laughs> okay well i mean part of the the whole thing with fight club was it was you didn't see it coming but i guess in this case there's with so much fight speculation. Club, yeah. yeah yeah but with fight club there was no reason for it to happen for but this it's, it's like the the first thing they tell you is he's schizophrenic mm -hmm. that's true it's just gonna yeah. support the whole thing about that it's it's a lousy writing unfortunately yeah it could have been so much better like it had so much potential and I, I think that's though, how I I'm was still... excited for it, but I am still excited to see where it goes just out of curiosity, but not yeah. because I'm along for I'm the going ride. to see um, Better Call Saul. That's out now. You know, I'm it, so excited to see the new Like the season. final season, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Lalo and yeah. oh, Kim Wexler well, and everything. Come The one th other thing I'm going to point out this is another theory. There's there was like a reference, like a very vague reference. You had to like take a picture, I think, of a barcode or something like that from one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. And if you look it up, it's like a reference to Blade. And then in the comics, there's like this thing called the Midnight Suns, which includes it's like a it's like the Avengers, but like in more supernatural characters. And and it includes uh, Blade and 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 uh, Punisher and Moon Knight and a few other characters. So you know we've seen blade sort of get a bit of a cameo in eternals he you got a voiceover from uh from the character of blade but there i'm excited to see if they bring in some one of those characters later in the show but even if they don't well, i got to be honest for the standard and the bar that disney plus marvel shows have set moon knight i think heads and shoulders stands above the everything else that has come before so if you're looking at it by comparison i think moon knight is the best show that marvel has done for disney plus so far and that mm. for me is what keeps bringing me back to this so i personally am you know still very excited to see more of this and i know i'm gonna get more you know more egyptian mythology with stargate sometime soon because uh Amazon's going to do something with that now that they own MGM. So even if they don't go heavy on Egyptian mythology with Moon Knight, I'm happy just to see where the story goes. Because as somebody who has been working on a movie for the longest time, that's all about, you know, somebody who's almost like a split personality. I, I love what they're doing. Here. I'm sorry, Dan, but I'm actually, because I was stuck on this sentence where you said that, that it's a best series that Marvel has delivered. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not the best series for Disney. You mean Disney Plus? Yeah. Like what was like I don't yeah, I mean I don't think it's better than The Mandalorian, like if that's what you're hinting at, right? But um, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because, well, yeah. Or would you go that far? Because perhaps we're missing something because it's, we, it's hard. Because maybe because, if you, 
we've only seen we, three out I, of the six episodes, so I can't really compare this to Mandalorian, where we've got two full seasons. No, uh, you know. But you knew from episode one, like, oh my god, this writing, this acting, this everything, like, well thought, well planned, executed, and yeah. delivered. You know, whereas here is just like a lot of great ambition and a lot and, and great like plans come together without any cohesive. Like yeah, but I disagree structure. with you there because I still think if I if I'm comparing the first three episodes of the season of the Man- the first season of Mandalorian with mm-hmm. the first three episodes of Moon Knight, I think they're very close. It's it's almost indistinguishable to me at indistinguishable to me at this point. What happens from here That's onwards with episode four, five, and six? <laughs> at that point, I'm you know maybe I'll pick one over the other, but I I can't Don't say that. Don't you think right the now. stakes like, are lower it's... for Moon Knight in terms huh? of producing content that people want to see? The stakes are much lower. They had to be a lot. They had to be really careful with Star Wars. People care a lot about Star Wars. That's true. Moon Knight is relatively unknown in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I I haven't seen The Mandalorian. Um, I I am just not grabbed by this show. And I tried. I tried to be. But it's just. It's too disjointed. And I think, I don't know, who's it, who's it for? Maybe I'm just not the audience for it. I wonder, I, every time I watch <laughs> We've it, gone I, over wonder, this. I know, I know. But every time yeah. I watch this particular show, I go, would, would the 13 year old version of me like this show? Liked it. Yeah. And I, yeah, maybe yeah. I was really into comic books back then. Yeah. And I would have been into pretty much any comic book show, but there's something about maybe I've just gotten bitter and too much no, of critic, but because like you could say the same thing about Amazing Spider. You know, you weren't the target audience for Amazing Spider-Man, and we freaking loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard to say, but right now it just for me it's tiresome to get through. It started strong, now it's kind of going flat. So I really hope I really. I know that you're saying it's going to pick up, but let's see. I really hope it will because I, I want to know how it plays out. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I personally, like I said, I am very excited to see where this goes. Um, so I'll, I'm going to keep looking forward to it. I know we're going to keep reviewing it. So hopefully, hopefully the show manages to change, change your mind uh, in the, in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, we'd love to to know what you guys' thoughts are on this. Um, I know one thing for sure: this show, you know, it's it's all about it's all about you know finding a way to stop Amit from coming back to life. But I tell you what, this show is not about it's it's not about family. It's real. It's family. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there you Thank go. Thank you for that. I had to get I that in there. That. I had to get that in there. I gotta. I feel like we've. I've, I felt bummed out by you guys knocking down this show that I'm really like. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually also we... felt pretty bummed out, and I'm sorry for bumming you out. Can All we right. actually include that in every show from now on? That's it's, a challenge it's there. You, it's always here. Anytime all, family can, comes up. Yeah, we'll we'll find family. ways to incorporate it. But well, we'd love to know your guys' thoughts, guys. I mean, if you have been watching the show Moon Knight, let us know what you think about it. Um, 
We're going to be watching episode four. We know that the first four episodes ran out to a lot of people for reviews ahead of time, but they kept five and six secret. So, you know, we, maybe something big is going to happen in those two episodes that absolutely nobody knows about. But episode four is up next. And if you have been following the show and you like it, or if you don't like it, you know, like, subscribe to our channel, but all, and to follow the reviews that we're doing. And also leave us a comment. You know, we would love to hear about, you know, your thoughts on the show. But right now, guys, let's uh, move on. We have to talk about um, something that we mentioned at the right at the top of the show. This this is a movie that's uh, that's one of several movies that's coming out this upcoming week. But this movie in particular looks probably the most out there. So let's talk about The Northman. Northman is a movie from Robert Eggers. He is one of the most uniquely talented directors working in Hollywood today. Would you say that's a fair way to put it? Um, I don't know. I, I literally I don't would, know about him. He's, oh. he's getting <laughs> the surprised. traction, yeah. Yeah. But you guys have seen have uh, his other work, like The Lighthouse, Witch, and like he's done a few other movies. Yeah. I've but been to each... the gala premiere in Zurich for The Lighthouse. It was mm. awesome. And that movie still blows still my like... mind. I have no idea what the movie is about to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's they, you um... watch it and you're like, what did I just watch? You know, That feels like but something what... I should watch. But what oh man, I should have still pitched you that could... to you. And you should yeah. probably watch everything. Yeah. Watch everything? Watch everything by Edgar. Mm. Well, yeah, it, it sounds like I should. Not everything, but his most famous work. Yeah. By the way, that's not the only movie coming out this week. We obviously have brought it up before. There's a new Nick Cage movie coming out. And in this movie, Nick yeah. Cage is playing Nick Cage. What do you guys yep. think about the unbearable weight of massive talent? It looks fun. It looks fun. It looks like I, right? that's that's going to be worth my time at, at the very least. I can't wait for that movie. That movie is is one of those that it's you're either going to have a really good time or you're going to hate the fact that you wasted all that time watching that movie. And I really I know, get but the I'm willing to gamble. I'm, I'm willing to gamble on that one for sure. Yeah. It's 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 now it's one of the, it's one of those few movies that you're willing to actually get a gamble on. And Boy, I love my Nick Cage. Like that's why I'm excited for National Treasure Three. I can't wait for <laughs> National Treasure Three. I always wanted a National Treasure Three, and so I was really surprised that's why when it Max wasn't was quick like, kids. "What? <laughs> what?" That's why it wasn't a quick hits. Oh, Dan. Yes, of course. I saw the news. I was you're like, "Just Martha's boomer, coming back." And I say this with love, but you're such a boomer, man. <laughs> <sighs> I'm how am You're I killing me. The movie was out in like 2004. It was, you know, Nick Cage was co coming off Con Air. Disney was like, you want to yeah, do National my Treasure dad for got, us? I remember my dad got those films out for me and my brother on DVD, you know. <laughs> Look, growing <laughs> That's up. I think about National Treasure. Anyway. <laughs> like growing up, I... the. I wasn't a, the biggest fan of Disney movies at the time because like Disney's animated stuff had, you know, they weren't really doing big animation stuff at that point in the early 2000s. So my go-to movies that were like, you know, especially something you can watch with the rest of your family. And at that time, I'm I'm not that old, right? I would have been like in my teen, pre-teen years. So the movies that, that were my go-to for comfort food were, were things like Batman and Robin, which terrible movie, but so much fun to watch. And then, you know, 
uh, Night at the Museum. Like, those movies were so much fun to watch. And National Treasure. Like, those were the go-to ones. You're like, hey, you just want to watch a good movie and have a good time? You can watch those movies, like, six, seven times a year and and not, you know... No, if you want to have a good time, watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> you know... Would 11-year-old me want to watch it, though? I don't... Oh, oh I see what's happening there. Um, it's... Better Call Saul is disappointing to me because i i is love it? i love breaking bad and i watched the first three seasons three and a half seasons of better call Saul. it just started feeling like fan fiction that's why it's a slow it's a slow burner though that's that's the yeah. thing about it you get into it but then to some of the characters are probably better constructed than um the ones from in breaking bad because it, if you watch everything from season one and three, you really know their values, their stories, their right. their back, and then you get to the, you know, the actual, you know, the the actual feeling, the actual piece of um, of them that you you care for, and like what story, what they serve to the story. I'm so sorry, it's really late, and I've had a long day, and yeah. that's when you understand wow what a carefully constructed character that you just like you just had to stick with it um it's massively underrated but i would definitely watch maybe it. i'll get if back i was 11 it. and watch <laughs> better call soul yeah i would have been the best kid ever i think arguably because of films like that like national treasure night at the museum it, it took me so long to develop my taste in film so mm. no i think those films are they, they were good at the time, but same as with like Ghostbusters. Hey, let's just leave it like there. <laughs> no, I, I can't, on, on you can't right leave now. those alone. I've been waiting for a National Treasure sequel for 12 years, so I just can't <laughs> wait any longer. But you know what developed wow. my taste in film? My taste, uh, basically the reason why I'm doing any of this today, why I went into, why I went to film school, to be honest, the biggest reason was The Dark Knight. Like that was the movie that, really like convinced me yes i want to be a filmmaker i want to be a storyteller wow so no i mean obviously i was a fan of movies you know well Mm. before then but that was the movie that convinced me but that was like a final push yeah exactly and it was at a time when you know i was going i was in high school and you started to think about what you're going to do after high school or go to college what you're going to study and then the dark knight rises came out in 2012 the year i graduated high school so you know, those those set of movies were my absolute, you know, go-to. And even today are, I think The Dark Knight is the best comic book movie ever made. And The Dark Knight Rises is up there as well. And Batman Begins too. So the new Batman movie came out not that long ago. And it's dropping on HBO Max this week. So what I figured we'd do next week as part of our show is compare directly the Batman versus The Dark Knight. So in addition to talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent and the Northman, I would really love to touch upon, you know, the Batman and the Dark Wait, Knight and really put them side by side. You want us to rewatch the Batman? Yeah, and just, watch Dark the Dark Knight. You got a lot of homework com- for me. You want me to watch all that and Nixon? Oh boy. <laughs> well, okay. So if you want to watch Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, go ahead. If you want to watch The Northman, go ahead. You can pick between those two. I don't think we all have to see both of them. I don't think it's all fair right. to. To, to ask all that of each of us we all have stuff going on in our lives right but the batman and the dark knight 
I mean, I've watched The Dark Knight so many times at this point, I basically memorized the movie. So I don't necessarily have to watch that again, but I've only seen The Batman once and I definitely want to see it again. And I actually missed the first few minutes when I went to the theater. So I want to see it right from the beginning. Yeah. I could watch The Dark Knight. I've been been meaning to. Wait, you haven't seen The Dark Knight? I don't know if I've seen it in its entirety. Don't tease it, Andrew. Like, just drop it. Dan's going to have a heart attack here with us today, so... <laughs> Don't have a heart See? attack, Dan. Dan. Dan, wake up, Dan. Dan. Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. You're, if anything, you're giving me ideas for what would Andrew say, but but at the same time, you are disappointing me incredibly so and in, in the movies oh my that gosh. you have not seen. Okay, I'll watch it this week and I'll compare yeah. it to The Batman, which I was disappointed with. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, with that, we have come to the end of the show. To the, the show, I believe it's, so. This has been one hell of a of a roller coaster ride today. But Andrew, where can when, where can the good people find us? The good people, the good people can find us on everything from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter to OhSoCurious.com and any place you get your podcasts. We are always looking at media, at entertainment, at stuff going on and seeing how it's affecting the information that's coming into our lives. And thanks for sitting down with us and listening and watching and be sure to subscribe, share and tell other people all about Oh So Curious and what a, what a great little production we've got going on here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what we're all about here, right? We're at Oh So Curious. We're we're all about we're all about family. What's real? It's family. Yep. And and with that, we will call it a day. And uh, until next time, stay curious, friends. See ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Yeah! <laughs>